everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Hey, T. And we have a special guest with us, Bubba, from Memphis, hey, Tennessee. <laughs> you call me special, but I ain't shit. But all right. Special ow, ow, ow. to us. Uh, (laughs) Remember, as always, you can listen to Talk It Out Podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you could possibly find a podcast. We are there. Thank you, everybody, for checking out that last episode we had with um, Mr. Level Up, where we talked about um, his journey through entrepreneurship and black businesses. Um, And if you would like to contact us or uh, hit us up on social media, we have a Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast. We have an Instagram, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast. We have a Twitter at talkitout underscore pod. Hit us up there. Use the hashtag talkitoutpod for a retweet. So, KT, what are we talking about this episode? Today's episode is going to be about black mental health and also how we don't allow black men to be vulnerable uh, in society, period. So uh, I kind of want to touch on this a little bit. I got the idea from this episode from Stevie Steve, the Facebook live shooter from Cleveland. Um, And in his videos, he was talking about how he didn't feel like he was being listened to and he would go to his mom and his mom would like just write him off. And I feel like, you know, if we had listened to that guy one time, if someone would have reached out to him one time before then, then we could have prevented, you know, the guy being murdered and everything like that. So I want to give a little bit of statistics at the beginning. Um, so, Did you guys know that adult black African-Americans are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distress than adult whites, as well as adult black African-Americans are more than likely to have feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than our adult whites? Um, Also, they're three times more likely to report serious psychological distress than those living above poverty or adult African-Americans living in poverty are. Um, and then also, even though black African-Americans are less likely to die from suicide than white people or white teenagers, they, they are actually more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers. That's interesting. So my first question is, um, you know, why I mean, do it, oh, go ahead. I, I just want to add, is it, is it really interesting though? It is. The way I asked it, the reason why I asked is because, like, you say the second fact was that uh, black people are twice as likely to f- have feelings of sadness. Mm-hmm. But it's like because we're African Americans, that's kind of a. It is, you know, we have to deal with this shit every day. So. Right. And I'm but thinking of that, like. But, huh? Like, like, if you think about it, like negative stereoty- stereotypes and attitudes of rejection. Um, literally historical events, contemporary instances of negative treatment have led to, you know, mistrust of authorities. And like, if you think about it, like it kind of just makes sense due to racism. Like, I kind of think that a lot of this stems from how black people have been treated in the past and are still being treated now. 
I think it's more than, yeah, but I, I don't think it's necessarily because of anything blatant. I think it's just because of just the conditions in, in which we live. Cycles of poverty, um, low-paying jobs, no way to really succeed and uh, move up the social ladder, crime and poverty, you know, going through the community, murder, police corruption, all that stuff. That, um, yeah. And then lack of access to even to even deal with with those things, like even have mental health treatment, lack of access to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, I yeah, guess. I'll, huh? Go ahead. I was going to say all that stuff is still is still connected to institutionalized racism. It is. Yep. But, but I think most so. of the time when people think of that, they just say, oh, it's just because they're black and they they have to deal with, I guess, people calling them. uh the n-word Nine. and and people you know not wanting to walk across the street but it's it's kind of more um covert than that it's it's kind I think of the new i think the new word is thug yeah <laughs> so uh my first question for you guys is so so first of all do you guys think there is a stigmatism like a stigmatism with your eyes anyway um we both have a stigma uh, do you think there is a stigma with what about uh, what <laughs> <laughs> um do you think there is a stigma against <laughs> uh against black african americans being um you know i don't know how to how to word it so the the thing that i'm looking at it says that black African-Americans hold beliefs related to stigma, psychological openness, and help-seeking, which in turn refe- affects their coping behaviors. Generally speaking, the participants in the study were not very open to acknowledging psycholo- psychological problems, but they were somewhat open to seek mental health services. So I guess my question is, is do you think that there is a stigma within the black community that, you know, uh, nothing is really wrong with you. You just need to speak to God about it, so to speak. Bubba. Yeah, but you want to start? Oh. Um, I think so. And uh, I think that, like you said, it's some of it's religion. Some of it's just that a lot of times in our community, we just don't speak. We just don't talk about certain things. And um, you just kind of have to deal with it on your own. Like like I was saying in the, a previous episode, like, people are like, well, back in my day, didn't nobody commit suicide? Didn't We didn't have no such thing as no depression. We didn't have no such thing. And it's like, I'm, that's a bold-faced lie. Just because people didn't talk about it doesn't mean that folks didn't have it. And and that might be, a, be an explanation for those problem children in the family or those those uh, problem uncles who were always um, they were alcoholics and and um, doing this and that and end up being locked up for a gazillion years because they probably had something mentally going on with them but we never addressed it. You just thought beating them would 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 help with it and it didn't help. And we even now you know in Memphis like we have people now since like all these mental hospitals and stuff have been closed like people that that need mental health treatment they're just getting thrown in jail and that's that's the mental health that's their help for their mental health just getting thrown in jail and sitting in there until they get out 
and then they get into some more trouble and they go back in jail. It's just, I think it's just, yeah, we, in our community and and even in just society as a whole, I don't really think society as a whole even talks about it, white or black or anybody. It's kind of still like a a stigma to it. Maybe more in the black community or maybe more in people of color's community. But I think overall, it, it still has kind of a stigma um, as, you know, you're crazy or, you know, it, it kind of has that stigma, I think. What do you, what do you think, Bubba? All right. I'm going to be real with y'all. It's, it's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> um, I think it's mostly, not necessarily mostly because there's no... You know, cure all of why we deal with the shit that we deal with. Mm-hmm. But I know that uh, a lot of it has to do with, um, specifically with black men, you know, dealing with um, always being told, you know, never be a bitch. You know, man, like a pussy, if you talk about your feelings, you know, something mm-hmm. wrong with you. Or, you know, you got to stop, 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 stop acting all feminine and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a problem. I mean, of course, this can go. That can go without being said. But um, I, I guess at this point, I, I don't know. It's it's so, it's so much to unpack. To be honest, I I don't even know where to start. To be honest. Okay, maybe we can get like, as far place. as I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like I don't really don't know where <laughs> to even start because I like even trying to prepare for this. I really couldn't. Um. Just full disclosure, couldn't even come up with anything to talk about. Uh-huh. Because the thing is, as as a black man, I'm still dealing with a lot of the shit of trying to like, undo undo everything that I've been taught about uh, uh, mental health and how we're not supposed to talk about it and things like that. Mm-hmm. And also try to, not necessarily self-diagnose, but try to get myself on a better path, I guess. Uh-huh. So it's it's difficult to talk about it and, and not come from a place of oh i succeeded because i did this because i i haven't i haven't necessarily failed but i haven't you know figured out fully you know my own mental shit let alone the mental shit of the entire black community right and and the thing with being a black man it's like a double whammy because it's like first of all you get the whole masculinity thing and Sometimes it, it goes into the toxic masculinity thing where it's like no feelings except anger and um that's pretty much it. Anger horny. Right, right. And so like none of nothing else. No sadness, no none of that stuff. And then the black stuff, which like I said, we kind of have a culture of not talking about stuff no way. So as a black man, you probably have even I don't know. Maybe we can find some statistics or something on it. But I'm guessing, like black men, they probably have some of some of the highest rates of these feelings of sadness and stuff in the in the black community. If we take a, a, a statistic of everybody in the entire population, they probably have a disproportionate amount of sadness out of everybody in the entire population because of all these different things, the racism and the the hypermasculinity and the 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 culture of of silence that we have that's that's really not interesting but that's really deep <laughs> like wow like holy i, I mean she for real it really ain't nothing like, that's really, is. i know right um 
So why do you guys think that a lot of, you know, black men don't seek professional help with mental illnesses? Gabby, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, we're just throwing people into jail instead of addressing the issue. Do you think that's why? Like, are they afraid that they're going to be thrown into jail because they're going to be deemed crazy or? No, I think it mainly goes back to the first thing. But even then, like I said, like in this community, when there's not that much access to to um, services like this or affordable um, services, then that's pretty much what's going to happen. They're just going to be thrown in jail. Like Miss D, when she came on, um, she talked a little bit about it, but she was saying a lot of times a lot of those people in there have mental health issues. Um, some of the people, you know, they they are war veterans and the VA isn't giving them adequate um, care. So they got some mental stuff going on with that PTSD. And that's not getting treated with. And so when they act out, they get thrown in jail. And that's just become, that's just become the culture of it. And, and it's, it's helping fund the prison. So I guess we're not going to do anything about it anytime soon. Okay. One reason is because we don't know how to. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that's just as a whole in the black community. When we go through shit, we don't know one that we're going through it, and when we are going through it, we don't know how to um, seek those resources. Now, right. I'm speaking specifically as somebody that that came from the hood. When you're from the hood, you're not told, "Well, go talk to somebody about these problems." You're yeah. supposed to just either shut up, pray about it, or you know, go handle it on your own. So one thing is we don't have the resources to do that. Two is that we don't have the money to do it. And uh, when you're dealing with with um, not necessarily poverty, but if you know you're 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 have a certain way of living financially, you don't have the time or the resources to go, you know, see a therapist and talk to someone about some things that are on your mind and talk about your sadness or your possible depression. Because um, in the black community, we're not we're not even taught that depression is even a real thing. Like just like, well, like just personally, just a few years ago, I learned that depression is actually a a physical chemical imbalance in the brain. I didn't know that. Hmm. So my whole life, I'm thinking depression is just somebody who's just fucking sad all the time. But that's just because I mean. I mean, it's funny, but it's, I, it's true. I know though. it's funny, but it's not really funny. Like at the same time, yeah, like, that's I mean, terrible. I mean, just like I mean, I've I've gone to college, and even in college, I had to learn. I I, I didn't learn it from professors. I had to come across that. And uh, anybody can can. I guess learning that anybody can fall into a depression is not just something that you're just born with, or or anything like that. Anybody can fall into any type of depression, and I guess as far as uh, community impact goes, um, we're less seen as a sufferer of depression, black people, because we're, I guess we're like impenetrable or some shit. Like we can take the most damage and shit like that, or that we're inhuman, or that we're in, they're just completely inhuman mm-hmm. and that we're not supposed to hurt or we're not supposed to feel at all. And, I, and that's kind of, um, that's kind of why sometimes, you know, I think the slave movies are good and, and, and period pieces about, about um, you know, the civil rights movement. You know, I, I love I love the remake of Roots and all that stuff. But I think sometimes if that's all we make, not only do we think, you know, 
that's all we were good for, you know, being beat up and overcoming. But I think it sometimes it puts in, in the mind of non-black people that black people are just these resilient people that, um, you know, we can withstand anything and we never have. Like the they never really show how these things affected us. It's just like, okay, slavery, boom. And, you know, we went through it and then we overcame and civil rights movement. You know, they beat us up and then we went through it and overcame. They never really show the effects of living in a world where, you know, people were getting lynched and stuff and how it affects us even to this day. That's why people when whenever people bring up slavery, it's like, oh, well, that was so and so many years ago. But like we're still dealing with mental psychological stuff because of what happened back then but and and that that brought me to a um an article um that I read a couple years ago and um it was a study done um I think they did it in Detroit and Atlanta and the in Baltimore and they were um uh, you know surveying and studying a lot of the kids in that inner city area, very crime infested neighborhoods. And they said a lot of those kids um, all had characteristics of um, suffering from PTSD. And um, like they were they were identical to, you know, war veterans <laughs> that had just left Iraq or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they were talking about like. And then we wonder why, you know, we say, oh, our kids are so terrible and they're acting up and they're just violent and defiant. When a lot of times they could be like going through some real stuff. But even in the schools, nobody's taking time to say, oh, what if this kid is going through something mentally? Like, what is the counselor for? Are people going to these children and like asking them, like, is everything okay? Are they doing like evaluations to make sure the the children are mentally okay? And then they go through they go through school and this stuff never gets addressed. So what makes you think if if they're not talking about it in the house and nobody's bringing it up in the school, what makes you think when they turn 18 years old, they're automatically going to be like, oh, I have depression. I have PTSD. I'm about to go to the mental health clinic like that's not going to happen. This episode is getting just my heart. Okay. Let me not cry on the episode. Um, Girl, don't cry. I'm sorry. Uh, So, (laughs) I'm just, like, it's just terrible. And, like, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, you know, there's always that joke that people make that, um, what is it? It, My friend said it at work. She said that her, her sister took her kids to therapy. And this is a this is a black woman I was talking to. She said that her sister took her kids to therapy, but you know, black people don't do that. And I was just like, mm. oh, like it, like it just <laughs> hurts my heart because a lot of times, like Gabby, you're saying, it's like I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. It's just so sad. Like, what in the it world? Is. It's just so I depressing. Think, I think I think what's what's um. What's making me feel so awkward about this conversation is that, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad, K2, but it's like, it's, it's just like when you were saying you were about to cry. And it's like, you, at least you have, you have the privilege to. Right. Because I know, like, me being in my position, like, the reason why I laugh is because, like, like, damn, like, I can't even, I can't bring up tears right now, even if I tried, because. Wow. Is I mean, it's just that deep. Like I've de- I've dealt with this shit all my life. Like this must be the first time that you're hearing about it. So, 
No, of, of course it's not. But no, no, well, no I understand. No, no, I'm not talking about you specifically, but I like. I, but as far as like, I don't want to. I don't want to group you in with white people, but you're a white person. Yeah. But right. just like in, in white culture, to some of y'all, this may be the first time you're hearing about this. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is this is Wednesday for me. So yeah, you know, it, it's almost like it, it's um. The, uh, a good example of for me is that that tweet I posted a couple of days yesterday, actually, one about when you, when you listen to Solange, no, listen to Fubu at work. Yeah, I, I made that post because like I I literally thought I was okay, and then Fubu came on, and I was like, nope, I had to go run to the bathroom real quick. No, that was the only time. That was the first time in a long time I almost broke into tears because it's like when the song, song came on, off that song because she was just talking about you know. I, I can't recite the lyrics right now, but you know what the song gets. Yeah, at. yeah. And even can't even be yourself in your own home and all this shit. Wow. So I I don't know what else what else to even. I I guess we can talk about solutions or whatnot, but it's like this is an issue that has to be broken down to a personal level, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's bothering me about um having to talk about feelings and mental health in the black community is that I can't diagnose. No, am I trying to, but I can't diagnose every single black person because everybody goes through different shit. Well, no, I don't, I, and I think the, the main thing was just maybe if we could start a dialogue about it in discussion, like you said, if it's personal, yeah. then it, it brings it to the forefront and it, it might give people a chance to, you know, be introspective and look at themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, deal with those things. And, um, you know, maybe help help in the future if they're raising the family, help their children be more comfortable with um, expressing themselves. Now I know, now I know. For one thing, that's probably something I'll do better about once I eventually have kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm trying my best as an adult to to put myself in a position to express myself and be more emotional. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that if I do have children, they don't have to have that same blocks to go through because that's more work they have to go through. Oh yeah. Most definitely. And uh I I know this. I mean, it may it may it may be I hate to sound pessimistic, but it may be over for me as far as trying to undo so much shit. Uh-huh. But at least let me do what I can so that my children don't have to go through it. If you understand what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Like my experience is obviously different, but like I I feel it because I myself go through mental mental health issues and I don't I wasn't able to seek mental health care um not due to you know socioeconomic issues like that but due to like my mom and how I wasn't able to be my own self within my own home and like I guess it just kind of touches home for me because I am mentally ill and I went through things like that and so then it's kind of like, it's kind of triggering in a way, uh-huh. not because I'm black, but because I feel the mental health part of it. I don't know how to explain that. Well, then let me ask you, KT, you've been asking the questions. So do you, did you feel like in your home that it was even, that it was an open dialogue about mental health and uh, feelings and expressing emotions? Um, in my house, we just screamed at each other and my mom beat me and, um, no, like never. 
she was always telling me, you need to reach out to God. You need to reach out to God. Um, at one point I was living in Texas with an ex-girlfriend and, uh, the ex-girlfriend kicked me out of her house and I had to take a 24 hour bus ride home. And, um, when I got home, I told my mom that I was going to kill myself and I wanted to die. And like, I was just so severely depressed. Like I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything but laying in my bed and crying. And she said that I didn't need to go to therapy. I just needed to talk to God and talk to her. Wow. And I didn't feel comfortable talking to her about it. was just kind of like, who do I talk to? Who do I go to? And so then I started, you know, self-medicating, trigger warning, cutting myself, attempting suicide. Um, and like, still no one, there was no one there. And so I guess to me, it's like, what do we do to fix this? Not only in black communities, but also like socially, like you were saying earlier, Gabby, like get this stigma away from mental health. Well, I wonder if. I wonder if a lot of this has to do because Bubba, you talked about once you got into college, you learned certain things about um, you know what depression really was and and things like that. Of course, you go to college, you learn things. I wonder if it's I know race plays a, a issue to it, but I think I wonder if it's like kind of just like a socioeconomic thing. Like I wonder like if I don't know because I don't know I don't know any more rich people anymore. But I wonder if they do more talking about mental health. Do you know, KT? Do you know any rich white people? I don't know any. No. I don't know any rich white but, people. But, um, you know, but I guess I see stuff on TV. Usually they're like, okay, well, I'm taking my, my meds today or something like that. But I don't know. But I wonder if it's, if it's just like an education, socioeconomic thing. Maybe it's just like poor people who don't have access to this care. They... You have no choice but to self-medicate, and there's and there's no, I'm about to go to the mental health clinic because you don't have the money. So it's just like, okay, you're either going to self-medicate, you're going to pray, or you're just going to deal with it because those are your only choices. I'm, I'm sure they do do the whole pray, just pray on it, but on top of that, they also have resources too. Yeah. They, they, ha- they have the options to go and seek professional help. and um, but to, But to take a step back, with uh, what you were saying about or what KT was saying about how to even even begin in in specifically in the black community. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but like a few years ago, there was like the the you good man hashtag yes. that was going around. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was pretty cool because I mean our language may not be the same as everybody else's, but it, it's just a simple notion of just being there. If you know if you know your boy going through something, just you ain't got to you ain't got to hug him and all that or like. Like be overly affectionate, just you know, talk his language. Like, hey, bro, you good? You need to go get something to eat. You need to, you need to. I mean, you need to get some off your chest. What? It's it's like that. It's like that post when um the guy was he was was taking his friend to IHOP, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like that. It's almost like that 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 male that male banter where like I care I care about you, but I'm a roast your ass in the process. (laughs) I I know it sounds funny, but I know it sounds funny, but that's just that's literally how guys talk. 
So it, it's a bit of a coded language, but it's a coded language that makes us comfortable to be able to have these conversations. Okay. So if I come to my boy, it's like, hey, with your old big five head ass motherfucker, you, come on, let's, uh, let, let's go to Riverside real quick, man. Let's, let's go get something to eat. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go do whatever. Uh-huh. And it's it, it sounds it's I know it may sound dumb to other people, but in my world, being who I am, that makes sense. Okay. Because it is not necessarily not it's not too upfront, but it's speaking my language to say, "All right, this is my bro. I care about him. We we going to do we going to 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 get our minds right." Right. So it makes you so, comfortable, and it's not that it's not like awkward, and uh, you know, it's not like right. It's yeah. it's it's. And it, so to me, it's about opening up the conversation, but being able to speak my language. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. I got you. So, so yeah, we, we, like uh, us right now, we can have the conversation and say, yeah, mental health matters in the black community. And we can throw all kind of college words all, all day. Uh-huh. But when you get down to, when you get down to the, to, to, to my level of being in the hood or, or, or coming from the hood. Like you have a whole different language, a whole different dynamic of speaking. So oh yeah, most definitely. You can't, you, you can't come to me with big words because I'm not. I'm not gonna follow you. Not to say I don't understand it. I'm just not gonna follow you. Yeah. If you say, "What's up? You doing all right? You good? Your mama straight? Your head right? Something on your mind? Something on your chest?" That 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 speaks volumes to me than 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 the college talk any day. Uh huh. And sorry, and, and sorry, and sorry if I'm getting a little country, but like sometimes I got to go in and out just to show, like that's how we. It's, that's it's that it's that uh, what to call it, code switching. Yeah. If I'm if I'm talking to my boy, that's how I go. You know, are you all right? <laughs> but in this situation, so yeah, I mean, mental health does matter, especially in the black community. So, that reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It reminds me of a post I read on Tumblr one time, what you just said. It said something along the lines of, like, you know, feminism, in a way, can be oppressive. Because if you are coming at someone, uh, you know, with all these huge college words and things like that, then it's not going to make a lot more sense. Basically what you just said. But they said it was was 100%, like... They felt like it was oppressive. You guys feel like hmm. feminism can be oppressive in that way. Like if we're not including, we're not including like different types of language or different types of dialect or or however. Then do you think that you know Absolutely. in that sense it can be oppressive? Absolutely, because okay, this is this is my thing. I identify as a feminist or feminist ally, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I understand the terminology of of words of, of words like misogyny or or, or chauvinism things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you try to explain to a man who knows nothing about feminism, and try, all of a sudden you go real real deep in in the annal in the annals, and you try to explain what misignoire is, or you just say the word, mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna know what the hell that word means. Oh, the yeah. word was literally just created like less than five years ago. Right. So so. I, I guess it's all about the tone of which. Now I'm not telling telling anybody who's a feminist to tone their language down. People have a right to be angry, but if you're really in a position to try to get your point across and you're really effectively trying to get that across, you need to change up your language to something you know that would fit the person that you're speaking to. Right. 
And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not you intentionally trying to talk down. Like, I mean, some people, I'm sure some people, they, you know, they, they, they throw around the fancy words just, you know, to kind of have like a superiority complex over people. But sometimes it's just like we're in our bubble and we used to using these terms. Like we throw out intersectionality and misogynoid. And we throw out all these, uh, you know, feminist, womanist terms. And you get to somebody, like you said, that has never been in that world, doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. And you start talking like how you talk with, you know, like on Tumblr and, and they're lost. I don't think it's necessarily oppression unless you're like, because you don't understand these words or because you don't have a certain education or because you have not written these, read these books, then you're not a feminist. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it, it's, I will. Yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's only oppression when it's like um, you're not allowed to be a part of this group. And 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 if if we're in the, the situation where, you know, you forget where you are and you're, you're using all these big words and people are lost and, and you explain it to them and, you know, you, you tone it down so that they can understand and it's cool. But if you are kind of like, well, you should know these words and yada, 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 then I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think that's oppressive. That's just you just trying to, to get off by using these big words and act like you better than somebody. It becomes a pre- uh, to me. It becomes oppression when you use <clears throat> when you use your quote unquote wokeness to to belittle someone with your with your big fancy words rather than just educate them. Yeah. Okay. Right. I can explain. I can explain to a dude feminism like real simple without having to use any other big terminology. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 that simple. But when you when when people start. To Go into they they Twitter finger talk. That's when you lose folk, and that that really bothers me as far as um as far as the 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 feminist community and uh, well, yeah just the feminist community on on t- Twitter, Tumblr, wherever wherever it's social media in general. When there are situations where a guy does something that's fucked up or against or against feminism or is just problematic in general. Y'all, y'all come at him in droves and just beat that motherfucker down. Now, depending on what he did, it may be justified, yes. But I've seen situations where men have legitimately and respectfully admitted ignorance of something and expressed that they want to learn and will still get bashed for not knowing it. And that's what bothers me, and that's what mm. fucks me up. Just to, to to bring it back to mental health, that's what brings it, what brings it back. What 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 fucks me up about it is because I don't as as a as a man trying to do better or trying to be a better ally. If I have ignorance of something, I need you, the person who is saying they're oppressed, to explain to me why. And another thing that bothers me about this is because I, I see a lot of women, especially in the black community, with a black black feminist. That they say, if you don't understand something, it's not my job to explain it to you. How the hell is it not? Because I'm not getting if you're part, paid. Ain't, ain't about money at this point. This is about making sure you're allowed to make it. No, not necessarily. No, because this now we're finna have the baby. Uh, okay, I'm not, saying, the I'm not saying that you're absolutely. I'm not saying you're absolutely obligated to. <laughs> but if you're just like I said, if you're the oppressed group, and I'm I'm honestly trying to learn. 
knowing that you're a black woman and that, that media outlets may not have the accurate uh the accurate uh uh statistics about what you go through specifically as a black woman, I need you to explain it to but me so I can be on the same level as you are. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because mm-hmm. I've been I've been through like in my early years. I've been through hundreds and dozens of of Facebook debates with these so-called people that wanted to, quote-unquote, learn. And what ends up happening is that you end up going through this 10-paragraph debate where they really didn't want to learn. All they wanted to do was just debate you on every single thing that you said. It's not even a learning. So what what kind of happens is you kind of just become, you kind of just, you get tired of it. And you don't have time. You don't feel like deciphering. Is this person really, are they really trying to figure this out? Or is this going to be another, you know, roundabout deal? So at that point, like me, I'm just like, if you really, really wanted to know, you most of this stuff is Google, Google word. Like, what's misogynoid? Google it. What's intersectional feminism? Google it. Unless it's like, unless I, I know you, like I, I know you, Bubba. I will talk to you, but if it's just somebody just hitting me up randomly, I'm probably not going to waste my time because I've wasted too much time doing stuff like that. That's just my, my frame mm-hmm. and point of mind. KT might I be completely, different. I, can, I completely understand that, but this is... Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say but. Um, my, my... I guess my, my qualms with this okay. is that... At the end of the day, Google is a Google is a is a amazing tool. Yeah, we all know that. However, at the end of the day, Google ain't nothing but a bunch of zeros, ones, and algorithms. If I know that Google may not have the full description of what is going on with someone adjacent to me. I want to go to the person themselves and, 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 and have a conversation that isn't rooted in me trying to, to degrade what you're going through, but actually trying to learn. Now, the thing about what you're saying about the Internet conversations, I completely agree. Some motherfuckers on there are just talking just to talk. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's and that's that's all that's all they do. They don't they don't they, they come up with the most dumbass conversations. Just so just to rile you up and get you back on your platform again, just to give give them a description of. And at some point you have to just cut it off. Yeah. But I guess being being a male feminist, being the position that I'm in, if I have other questions inside what we're talking about, it isn't me trying to degrade the conversation or degrade what you believe in. It's me just trying to get a better understanding. Right. And I guess that need I guess there needs to be. With men and women who are who are who are part of the movement, I guess there just needs to be a better understanding of um, of there may be additional questions to the question that I'm asking. Now, at that point, there may be, need to be a go take your ass to Google and figure it out. Uh-huh. But if it's in a in a smaller microcosm of uh, if it's just me and you, and I say, hey, what's the deal with with so and so, so and so? Feel free to explain it and say this is the reason why this is a problem. And at that point, you leave it up to me to say, all right, I'm on board with you now. 
But but that and that's the thing. This like I said, it's different with people that I know. It's like somebody with you. I don't I don't mind explaining it. And and it it depends mm-hmm. on the question. It depends on the where they're coming at me from. If they're just asking me like, okay, um, yeah. do do you as a black? Why do black women have a have this thing, or why are they mad at black men? For marrying uh, white women, you know, I might if I feel like it, I might, you know, engage in you and and give you a full description or I might just send you some links in Google. I mean, it's when it comes down to it, nobody has to do anything, but I can if it's yeah, somebody I yeah. know, like I said, I, I will engage in the conversation. And, and I think that's what thankfully we have a podcast. So now I don't even have to do that. I can just usually send them links to the podcast now. And I do that. <laughs> so, and if there's oh, any oh, more so, questions so after that, then you know. Yeah, it's it, it's like when we had that. Was it was it me and you, or the me and KT that had that discussion one time about Kendrick Lamar? That was that was me and you. Okay, I figured it was because like I can tell at some point you were like you were just done with it. I was, was like, and then I, I was, also I, I knew it may have came off. I was mansplaining. And to be honest, I think I kind of was at some point. Yeah, and I apologize bit. for that. It's that, all right. <laughs> I really was just trying to, and I'm still trying to get an understanding as to why why there's so much backlash about the whole humble thing. We ain't gonna talk about it now, but okay. <laughs> but I was like, I was really confused about it. But all right, I got you. Yeah, KT, anything as a as a white feminist, do you sometimes get you tired of explaining things to men? Um, as a white feminist, do I get tired of explaining things to men? No, because I don't engage in that any longer. You're a liar. Now, let me um, tell y'all something about KT. Wait, no, 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 Let me no, tell y'all no, something no, about no, KT. No, 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 no. Now, wait, let me just say something real quick. Let me say real quick. Let me say real quick. Can I say something real quick? Before you go on and say how you changed. I haven't changed. I wasn't going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I wasn't going to lie. Um, I, I really hate explaining things to men. I hate it. I hate explaining things to people. Period. Like point blank period. In my job that I work at, like I literally that's what I do all day almost is explain things to people because I am a tenured agent. So I know a lot of things and like all day long that's just what I do because people don't use their resources. And so <laughs> basically that has become one of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't use their resources, which Bubba, you taught you you hit on a great point going to google does not always help you because of zeros and ones while my uh google algorithm that's not how you say it but that's what in the world are you talking about why my google algorithm may say algorithm no (laughs) algorithm may say (laughs) um you know feminism is great and feminism is awesome yours may actually say that feminism is terrible and here's all of this information about how feminism is terrible. So like, even though it's the same thing and even though we're both going to Google, we're still maybe getting different answers and different things. You can't always just go off of, um, you know, some random Google thing. I think it's important that we do our own research in regards to statistics, um, in regards to like valid resources don't take all of your resources from one source oh so, yeah you know that if you're well, getting yeah. all of your information from tumblr um no. <laughs> no. don't do that 
Like you should like, go don't to even Tumblr. Get one resource from Tumblr. That's yeah, just right. like a backup of a, a source that you already have. But uh, yeah, no, I I haven't really changed. I'm just gonna say I've changed because I hate explaining things to people. But if you ask me, and I can understand, I can tell that you really want to know, like you, Bubba, or, or yeah, just you. Um, <laughs> then I will. I'm like, I'm to you. Hold on, I want I want to talk about KT real quick. KT, oh, I remember when we first became Facebook friends. That girl would get into two huge debates every day. Every every day it was a new debate with somebody. And the thing about KT is, it can't just be on facts. It can't just be on like legitimate stuff she got to get personal with it even if she's winning the argument she gonna call somebody a rat face whatever and i'm like you can't do that now your whole argument is invalid like this uh-uh. i try i had to teach her and show her and eventually i was just like you kind of just need to this is bad for your for your mind like you just getting too many debates and her oh her cousin her cousin is the biggest troll I have ever met in my in history, entire life. I swear. He is a MILF, a meninist. He is like a brony guy. Um, you he know, is a brony. Anti-feminist, one of them guys. That dude... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you using the right definition of brony? Because... Yeah. My Little Pony. No, yeah, like he's a brony as in he likes My Little Pony. Which is not uh-huh. bad, which is not which bad. Which ain't okay? bad, but it's, it's like... I can't shame, goddammit. I didn't say it was... It, I didn't say... Well, maybe it is. A king. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, y'all talking about I can't shame. Faithfully. I mean, it kind of goes into the furry thing. But that's for T.O. Black. Um, oh, what the hell? It doesn't... Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. It kind of does. We, we, we're getting into T.O. Black territory. Yeah, we are. But anyways, that guy... I remember that time I tried to talk to him because we let him listen to one of our episodes. We let him listen to the... Um, mm-hmm. The one we talk about, Colin Kaepernick, right? And that dude yes. is the fastest typer ever. In one minute, ever. that dude had like three paragraphs. Of stuff, and I couldn't even. I didn't even have time to respond. It, that man was just something wrong with him, and he hates all women, and he. I think he hates black people too, and he needs Jesus. But I told KT we were gonna get him on the show, but he started just acting too crazy. So, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, because then he go on our YouTube comments. He went on the like, YouTube, commented the all N-word. on the YouTube. He commented all yeah. on the Facebook page. Uh-huh. And then I blocked them and deleted them. So, yeah, I blocked them too. So, this went left. That okay. Was just mental health. About mental health, that dude <laughs> needed some help. Um. Uh, uh, my last question here, and if this is too personal, you you guys don't have to answer it, and okay. you can just edit this out. But uh, what is your personal experience with mental health? Have you or anyone close to you suffered from? mental health all right I, I guess i'll tell my first i kind of told it a little bit on um uh Derek's show with casually sarcastic with him and keisha um uh, my closest experience with mental health so far has been my grandmother <clears throat> um apparently she was in retrospect she was probably dealing with this like i said like 
way earlier than this, like when she was a teenager and stuff, but it never got addressed. But um, when I was like, I want to say leaving middle school, um, she started showing signs of uh, bipolar disorder and uh, depression. And at first, you know, it was nothing, you know, she was still functioning and stuff like that. But then it got really, really bad, like where police and stuff had to be called and she had to be taken to the hospital and stuff like that. And and that was my first time ever even hearing anybody say bipolar disorder. I didn't even know what that was. And I really didn't know what depression was. And, um... I think that whole incident with her and, um, you know, living with her and, well, not living with her, but just her having this um, this mental health issue and uh, seeing her go through this is kind of uh, brought more discussion in our family a little bit, but not really. Um, we, it's still, you know, we emphasize praying, of course. It's a Christian family. And we kind of do talk about, you know, making sure you're mentally healthy and you're resting and stuff. But we really don't talk about it. And um, I think I'm going to, I don't know how to even bring the conversation up. That's the thing. Like, do any of y'all have any mental issue? Like, how do you even bring it up? But I want I want us to be able to to freely talk about that more because I think it's important. Especially if somebody in your family is suffering from something and you don't know about it and there's something you can do to help them, even in my extended family, um, I want us to be able to do that. So, yeah, that's that's the closest thing, my, my maternal grandmother. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh. And what about you, Bubba? If you want to be open about it. If not, when we can go forward. Yeah, ain't, ain't, ain't got a problem you're open about it. Uh, for me, uh, it would have to be, or, or, or I guess what the question was, had, do I, have I dealt with any mental health issues in my family? Yeah. Uh, or within yourself? Um, yes. Part of that is, um, I guess with, I don't have any mental illnesses. Um, that I know of right now, because I've never been to a, a therapist to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been an interesting experience going, learning about mental health, especially being black, because um, my first thought is to, you know, always go think think back in your past and like, was this a sign of something, or was this a was this a, you know, the beginning of something developing. Or you always have to evaluate, or I personally evaluate, like, the actions of family members. Yeah. And say, okay, so-and-so, you like, everybody has their uncle that drinks, or everybody has that aunt that smokes, and yeah. everybody has the cousin that acts a certain way, or um, the, 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 the gay cousin that nobody wants to talk about, but, uh-huh. you know, you know, it, it's always things like that in, 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 in black family, in black households. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I think I'm making a little bit of progress simply because I've had the privilege of having a dad who was not, um, he wasn't resistant toward being emotional or mm-hmm. no, or letting me know that I can be emotional. 
Okay. And one of the things that I've noticed recently, well, not recently, but I've um, taken a step to try to figure out is the dynamic of emotions in my my father's side of the family, my mother's side. Mm-hmm. My father's side of the family is strictly love always. Like, even if we're going on a road trip, they will say I love you before you leave. They will say, say I love you after you leave, after wow. you've gotten home. They that that's that's just how my my dad's family works, yeah. and I completely love it. Mm-hmm. Not saying I don't like my mother's side. My mother's right. side is a little more on the reformed side, and um, they say I love you, but it's only in times of um emotional strife, I guess. Right. Where where yeah, it, like it has to be an emergency situation. Break the glass, break the glass just in case. Yeah. I love you. And uh, neither one of them is a bad type of love, but that's what I've noticed. And um, personally, I'm more on on my dad's side. Or like, if I care about you, I'm letting you know at any moment because let me give you your flowers while you have time to smell them. Right. And uh, I, I don't know. Is this interesting? Uh, I don't have everything figured out with me personally, but it is an interesting journey as far as. Let me look at the people who have influenced me throughout my life and see how that has affected me or how that, uh, how that um, cultivates when what I do now mm-hmm. and how I act. So that's where I am right now. All right. I love it. Okay, too. <laughs> oh, you already heard my little depressing spiel, so... Yeah, so basically what are some solutions that we can we can come up with that can help us move past this and and be more open to me- diagnosing and talking about mental health? I I think it's going to be a combination of things. I think it's going to be a combination of um what I was talking about previously with the you no know, coded language. Mm-hmm. Um learn to step outside of what your language is and 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 adapt to what somebody someone else's way of thinking or someone else's uh, vocabulary mm-hmm. now i'm not saying a white person just start going up and start talking slang and everything yeah. but what i'm saying is learn how to learn how to um appeal to to masses or appeal to an individual okay with you with your language in addition to fostering a conversation of um, understanding that mental health doesn't necessarily mean batshit crazy. It doesn't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. If we can foster a, a, a conversation where we understand that having depression doesn't mean you're crazy, that, yeah. um, that, that going through anything mentally doesn't make you, you know, doesn't make you a social pariah. Mm-hmm. Then, and then I think then will there be real progress made and uh, everything else will fall into place. And we sort of have to, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it. But for right now, I think there just needs to be a healthy conversation, understanding that mental health doesn't, doesn't equal crazy. Mm-hmm. So how do you think we can do that? Like having more people in the media talk about it? Um we need movies. No, because the media, the the, the, the media, the, no, nah, the media has, has done enough work. I don't mean to cut y'all, but that's uh, the the we 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 rely too much on the media. I don't give a fuck about what the media thinks about this shit. Mm-hmm. 
But, but I'm saying as far as know. to as far as to appeal to as many people so that they can be like, oh, okay, because you may not you may not give a crap about the media, but the media it kind of makes the world go around. It kind everybody is what? everybody kind of looks to the media to tell them what is okay, what is in, what is acceptable. Right. Right. Well, well, what I meant, but I'm not. I'm not saying that 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 media isn't important. What I'm saying is we can't. We can't. M- mental health doesn't apply to the masses. It appeals to the individual level. If if that makes any sense, like I can't sit here and diagnose 1,200 people with the same thing, and yeah. because each 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 case is different. So it in order for it to be real effective change, we need to have conversations like this. But in order for that conversation to go any deeper, that would have to go on the, on a individual level. All right. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. We had a really good, deep episode. If you have anything you would like to add, remember, you can always um, tweet us at talkitout underscore pod. Um, let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what you thought about our um, differing opinions and our reasonings as to why mental health isn't as talked about. Um, you can also comment on SoundCloud, of course. And we have Facebook, facebook.com. Slash Talk It Out Podcast. Our Instagram is Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Follow us on there. Let's keep the conversation going. Um, shout out to everybody who's who's been supporting us. Um, how long have we been podcasting now? It's about to be a year in August. So um we've come a long way. And we just want to thank everybody who's been there since day one and even people that's that started rocking with us today so um thank you guys for that special shout out to bubba of course and d murph we're going to be on his episode soon and real and raw and uh any other podcast you want to shout out real quick or no i do want to add a little bit at the end here um i just like to kind of dedicate this episode to everyone who's suffering from mental health if you need to talk or if you just want to you know if you just need something, hit us up. We we will always be there to listen and open up a dialogue with you. And, you know, we will just be sympathetic towards you. So, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, y'all can hit you me up. I'm always forgetting about my art. Um, Say the name changed, again. I love it. No, I changed she it actually, now because I was too ashamed. My <laughs> <laughs> new um, art name. It was a cute name. Is I know, right? I loved it, but like I was really embarrassed to say it. So, um, <laughs> my, my new one is KT underscore does art on Instagram, and then you can also follow me on Tumblr. KT does art. Tumblr. Oh, yeah, no gay art shit anymore. <laughs> oh, I think that's it. That's it to your black. If you don't know what that is, but ask somebody. And uh, yeah, this has been your girl Gabby, KT, and and Bubba. And Why did been- you his voice so deep? Oh, uh, the only thing I want to have to shout out is that I love. I like having conversations outside of this podcast. So if anyone wants to have any conversations about something or just to, I don't know, just talk or something on your mind, uh, feel free to. Uh, so hit me up on Twitter at uh, that country boy, of course, but B W O Y. And uh, yeah, yeah. so deep. Talk it out.
Talk it out, 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 out,